Hey everybody, uh, Mark the Idiot here with episode 9 of the Idiot Speaketh podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, starting out, um, my health has taken a pretty dramatic downturn over the past uh, few months. Um, ever since December of last year, uh, for some reason I was going along real well for the previous couple years and then starting in December... Uh, things just kind of started falling apart. The wheels started coming off. And uh, now my ability to just uh, stand still or walk has taken a big step backwards. Both standing and walking have gotten pretty uncomfortable. Oh, well, uh, walking's pretty overrated anyway in my book. Well, the other day... Uh, my wife and I had to leave the house for a while to go watch Kinsley play another soccer game. Now, our garage is packed to the gills with boxes full of our belongings that won't fit in our tiny little rental house. And with the car in the garage, there's not enough room for both of us to get in the car while it's still in the garage. So we have a routine where the wife goes out, starts up the car, pulls it out into the driveway, and then I shuffle out and climb in from the driveway. So a few days ago, she's out pulling the car out, and then I notice that my old walker is now in plain view over at the side of the garage, whereas it had long been buried amongst the pile of boxes. So, to me, that showed that the loving wife had obviously dug out the walker at some point, and this was her subtle hint to me that I need to start using the walker. Whereas now I just use a cane or I just walk like a crazy drunk. So anyway, I see this walker and I grab it. And then I start shuffling around the garage with it, with my arms outstretched, holding on to the walker like you're supposed to. Because I just aim to please. If she wants me to use the walker, I'll use the walker. So, the wife is still in the car, idling in the driveway. She's watching me through the front window. She suddenly rolls her window down and leans half outside of her window. Idiot! Forget it! Put up the walker! Put it up! Put it up! Now, I start shuffling the walker towards the car, thinking she must want me to put it up inside the car. So that we can leave. No, no, idiot! Put the walker back on the box pile! You're not taking that thing out in public! I'm confused. Why is my assistive, assistive walking aid for my disability disturbing her so much? I go over to the door. Why can't I bring it in? I need it to walk! She points towards the boxes. Leave it! Leave it! Trust me, you look like Harvey Weinstein shuffling in and out of court. I'm not going to be seen in public with Harvey Weinstein. So, that ended my ever so brief use of the walker. Moving on. Uh, today is Wednesday the 26th of February, 2020. Two days ago, I was supposed to be at the hospital bright and early for a nerve block injection in my neck. Well, that injection never happened. 
Whereas my neurosurgeon and the pain management doctor both thought it beneficial to have the injection prior to starting any kind of physical therapy for the stenosis and pinched nerves in my neck, some paper pusher at an outside company contracted by my health insurance carrier decided that the best thing for my health was to do physical therapy first. So the insurance denied the injection. Again, welcome to the wonderful world of U.S. healthcare. Now, the next time I fall or have some serious medical emergency pop up, I'm not letting my wife take me to the hospital or urgent care. I'm instead going to call that outside company and ask what they want me to do since they know what's best for my care. Can you sense a little sarcasm? Anyway, yesterday, I went for my initial physical therapy evaluation. I checked in, I gave the receptionist my insurance cards and license, and then I watched as she handed me a clipboard seemingly weighted down by about 30 sheets of paper. This, of course, was my lovely new patient paperwork. The reason that they had told me to arrive three hours early so I'd have plenty of time to fill out all the questionnaires and forms. You know, this pissed me off. No one actually has paper medical charts anymore. All your paperwork everywhere, at least where I live, is scanned into a computer and then saved digitally. Why can't each medical office share your digital records with your other providers? I'll sign whatever damn releases they want. Just have any of my half dozen doctors transmit over my file and save my numb hand the joy of filling out all this damn paperwork yet again. I mean, good grief. I just filled out a mountain of paperwork two weeks ago at my initial visit with the pain management doc. You know, the guy that was supposed to do the injection in my neck. And that was all for nothing seeing as how my insurance com- insurance carrier canceled that injection. So all that paperwork was for nothing. But he still has all the paperwork. Send it over to physical therapy. So, but of course, that's not the way the system works. So here I am filling out all that same paperwork again. Well, since I'm going to have to spell out my life's medical history all over again, I switch into sarcastic idiot mode. And I'd have decided to answer some of the questions in my unique idiot way. Some examples. Among the standard questions, I answered two where it's asked, it stated eyes. Eyes? Yeah, two. It asked if I wore glasses. I answered only while awake. Duh. Under sex, I didn't check M, I didn't check F. I put a little asterisk, and next to it I wrote, not at this very moment, thank you. It asks if I ever suffer from falls. Yes. What causes my falls? In big letters, I write, gravity. It asked if I smoked or used chewing tobacco. I put an asterisk. And then I draw a line off to the side of the page where I wrote that I was a, quote, 
Snuffer Huffer, meaning I choose to smoke and then huff ground-up chewing tobacco. Let them figure that one out. Under identifying birthmarks or tattoos, I listed full body, full color, front and back, life-size tattoo of Santa Claus covering entire body. That's why I look like Santa Claus. It's just a tattoo. Don't ask me how much it costs. It asked me to list any medication allergies and asked me to describe the adverse reaction to each. Hmm, let's see. I wrote Augmentin. That reaction was, it made my kidney water turn to sand. Uh, next, we had erythromycin. That, uh, that caused me to grow a small flipper below my left nipple. I hate when that happens. It asked me to list virtually every doctor that has treated me in the past 20 years and asked me to list whenever my approximate last visit was with each. Good grief. I can't remember my own name 20 minutes ago, but 20 years ago. So for the first five doctor, doctors that I listed, I put that the last time I saw each was, quote, during their legal depositions. Oh, that might sound kind of funny, but that's actually totally true. The last time I saw five of my doctors was as they were giving their depositions while seated across from me. But that's coming up in future episodes. Anyway, it asked how I sleep. I wrote lying down. Duh. It asked if I had any emotional, psychological, or religious accommodations that I require in order to undergo physical therapy. I had to think about that one for a minute. I answered that my particular emotional and psychological state requires that I must have a box of fresh emotional support donuts with me at all times during therapy. Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' preferred. It asked if I had ever had physical therapy. I indicated yes, countless times since 1999. It asked if I had any worries or fears about undergoing physical therapy at this time. I indicated yes. I worried about uncontrolled flatulence. It asked if there was anything their therapist could do to alleviate any fears or concerns I might have about my upcoming therapy. I indicated yes. Don't make me fart. After three hours of the paperwork, I completed everything and had my initial consult with the therapist, figuring there was no way they'd have time to read all that crap I had just written, at least not until after I had left. So the therapist uh, introduces himself. He listens to my spiel about my whole long health history. Tissues are brought out for him and for me. I state the reason for my visit with the neck and numbness, all this crap going on. And then I hand him my detailed CT scan reports. Uh, he reads over the reports. Uh, he does a bunch of range of motion and strength tests on 
both my right arm and left arm and hands. And, and then he tells me my right side, the arm and hand, has lost 25% of its range of motion and 25% of its strength versus my left hand. And of course, I'm right-handed, so I could care less what happened to the left arm. I wish all this had happened to my left side. Anyway, it hasn't. It's happened to my good side. He then uh, tells me that basically I've got a lot of crap going on in my neck, real close to areas you don't want to mess with. I like it when they put things in terms I can understand like that. i got a bunch of crap going on in there that you don't want to mess with. So whereas the therapist would normally do some manual manipulation of the neck, the joints, and the nerves along with using various traction devices to strengthen the neck, he decided the safest therapy for me is some light exercises and heating pads. Yep, I have to Uber to and from therapy with an insurance carrier that has a $70 copay for each therapy session in order to do four stretching exercises on my own and then lay on a heating pad. Even the therapist couldn't understand why the injection in my neck had been denied. He instructed me to find out exactly how many sessions the insurance carrier wants before they will reconsider approving the injection. I could tell. He agreed this was a complete waste of time and money. He gave me a printout with detailed photos of how to do each exercise at home, along with telling me to use my heating pad. And that's it. Now, to keep the insurance company happy, I'll go to maybe two or three more sessions, and then I'll see what needs to be done in order to get the injection approved. If I need to, I might need to bring my legal team back out of retirement. I've sued before. I'll sue again. And with that, I shuffled out of therapy. As I was leaving, the therapist called out my name. Have a good one, Mark. I'll see you next time. And hey, at least we didn't make you fart. I just grinned. I'll be damned. They did read all my crap after all. But hey, that's what happens when you give 30 pages of medical questionnaires to an idiot who's bored and has a sarcastic sense of humor. So that was it. Uh, I scheduled my next therapy session for after my return from Oregon, so I'll have to wait another 10 days or so for that. But uh, we'll go back, and I will do my little four little stretching exercises with my big rubber band, and I'll lay on their heating pad, and I'll pay my money, and I'll pay for the Uber, and life will go on, because that's the wonderful world of U.S. healthcare. End of rant. So um, I'll go ahead and wrap it up for now. Keep this one short. Um, Thanks again, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't been over to iTunes, uh, again, I'm on iTunes now, and uh, along with Spotify and Anchor and all the other podcasts. Slowly but surely, world domination is coming closer into view. But uh, I'll talk to you all again in a day or two with another episode. Uh, you all have a good day. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is Mark, and the idiot has spoken.